to that podcast right down the middle. It's Pubs Golf with Carlstone Street and George Baker. Yes, welcome back to the Plug Golf Podcast with Cam Stone Street and George Baker. Um, let's kick it off this week with uh, what you got to drink this week out. I've got a rum and coke or rum and diet coke, and the rum is a spicy little number from Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan spiced rum and diet coke. I've got a bottle of Amstel again, just in the fridge. <whistles> yeah. Happy um, days. How do you think last week went? I enjoyed last week. Um, yeah, Ryder Cup is nice. <clears throat> Talking about a European victory. Yeah, good I fun. Enjoyed it. Good fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it too. And I hope you enjoyed this one as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah it goes without saying. <laughs> I think so. Um, so anything interesting on social media this week, Cal? I have indeed, George. A couple of things I spotted earlier. Um, there's some great news. Rory McIlroy has confirmed he's playing in the first three returning PGA Tour events next month. That's good. Happy? Right yeah, ne- next month, that's uh, exciting as well, I think. Yeah, providing Just, it. Yeah, providing that. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, seeing that Brooks Kepka is against the prospect of a fanless Ryder Cup. Yeah. Uh, doesn't see the point. I, th- I, think, I think I agree with that. Yeah, after, after last week, I think we I know think... the fans are a big part yeah. of what makes it feel like a Ryder Cup. But at the same time... I'd rather it just be this year. Yeah, I, I agree with so that. I, mean, I agree with both points. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, so I can see pros and cons with both. Yeah. Um, so we're recording today on the fourteenth of May. Um, yesterday was the first day people in England were able to get back out on the course. Uh, you might have seen on our social media platforms that myself and Cal had a round last night. Yeah, how was that for you? Uh, it was good. Uh, it was good to get out there. As you well know, it's only the third round I've played in a in two or three years, yeah. so I was always going to be a bit rusty. Yeah, um, there's a few nice shots and positives to take away, and it was enjoyable. Nice, it, it was very nice. Weather was nice. It was a good time to tee off. We teed off about ten past six. We only played nine holes, just at a local course, but it was really nice. The sun was just setting. It was it was good. Yeah, Birdie the first, yes. I did. It all went downhill from there. Yeah, but yeah, that was a high point. Yeah. A low point would have been me heading the golf ball for yeah, that was silly. some reason. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Yeah, that was silly. But no, it's a few nice shots, aren't there? Well, you, you're getting on with your new 52-degree wedge. Yeah, I ordered a 52-degree wedge off eBay. So I was getting on with that, hitting some really nice shots with that, actually. Some nice recovery shots from... Missing greens on par threes and nice approach shots. I, yeah, I did well with that club. Actually, really, really nice to to hit it finally. Yeah, the course is in pretty good nick as well. I mean, the, yeah, the I mean, greens weren't great, but what can you expect? I mean, the, the weather we had before the lockdown and then and then not having any, the lockdown, anything yeah. sort of being tended to during the lockdown, it's difficult to maintain a good green. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't dreadful. No, no. Certainly no. playable and enjoyable. Yeah, I've spoken to a friend who played a different course and he said that that was in worse condition. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I think, oh yeah, it, it was an enjoyable evening. Both are going to try and get out again over the weekend, aren't we? Yeah, I'm playing Friday. I'm off work. You've got 
Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I'll try and play. It'd just Sometimes. be nice to get into yeah. rhythm again. Yeah, yeah. I think just playing once a week, at least once a week, is just it's just nice to get out and play. You it can, just you can see improvements a bit, a bit more as well if, if you do improve. Yeah. I think I think that's another thing with playing. We didn't play amazingly last night. It was a bit of a hack around with just the first time back since the lockdown, obviously, and it, it sort of gives you the motivation to go out and try harder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, well, I was terrible there. I know what I could have done better. So it's it's almost like you want to get back out there and prove it to yourself that you can do that because you know you've got it in the locker. And that's the problem when, especially for me, it was birdie in the first. And I was a bit like, oh, that's a great start, but I just, I, I know that it's not going to continue. Yeah, it was three nice, three nice shots and... You know you can do it then. Exactly, that's the problem. On the next hole, you stand up there and then I don't think it's a particularly good tee shot, was it? No, I just thinned it straight. It was par three, thinned it straight down the middle. But, and it just did, it, it hit the ground early and just didn't really roll that much. So it wasn't a great tee shot on the second hole and then from there on it just, your confidence sort of takes a bit of a blow. But, I mean, I was happy with the first tee shot back. Yeah. I, I mean, I know we've seen on on Facebook and some of the different groups that we're in for golf, people saying that they'd had hole-in-one on the first. On my first shot back after the lockdown, hole-in-one. I mean, that would... Uh, see, I, I, I don't know. Where, where we played, the way they had the cups was... So the cup is raised out of the ground... At, Two inches or so, yeah. and you just yeah. putt till you hit the cut. It's not so the same. It doesn't give the same satisfaction on the greens. No, and well, it's it's difficult. And you can maybe see it, but it's difficult to know whether you've got a hole in one on a par three. Oh, well, yeah, know. on something like that. Especially where we played yesterday, there's some um, some drops and some hills and stuff, so you can't even see yeah. the greens on a lot of the holes. So exactly, it's difficult. I don't know. I don't know how satisfied I'd be if I sort of saw a pitch mark and a and the ball not in the hole. I don't know if yeah, I'd yeah, sort yeah. of count it myself. I, I know a lot of other clubs around the country, as I say, seen on Facebook and stuff that they've got like a like a lever sort of system, so the yeah. cup goes in and almost like when you're on a putting green, you lift the whole flag out with the flag and, and the whole thing comes out but it's sort of similar it's just like a lever thing you just put your club up against it pull it up and it drops the ball out for you so it's a similar sort of design so I don't know whether that was the if you get a hole if you get a hole in one on that then obviously it goes in the hole and you get the same satisfaction but it's I don't know do you think you'll ever get a hole in one? <sighs> not the way I'm playing at the minute I'd like to think so but we'll see I don't know what about you? Well, I've had one. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah, but that was a weird thing because I was so young. I didn't really appreciate how, how rare big of a thing it was. Yeah, because yeah, I just I hadn't been playing long and it, was a, it wasn't a good shot particularly. Yeah. Uh, but it, it rolled in and, you know, you've got to be happy with them. It'll, yeah. You know, it all counts, but... Yeah. I, mean, um, I made plenty of birdies and... More bogeys and more double bogeys and triple bogeys, <laughs> and I've only ever made one eagle, so that's about the highlight of me. But <laughs> certainly, people play for you know years, sixty odd years, and they they might not get one. I sort of got one early on and thought, oh, yeah. yeah, you just sort of take. Yeah, it I was obviously happy, but I thought, well, obviously, if I play for you know fifty years, 
well, I'd get one, you know, just out of yeah. out chance, but it's not that simple. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm uh, like I say, if I carry on playing the way I am at the minute, can't can't see it. But yeah. So getting out there was all possible because of the lockdown changes which happened since uh, since, since the last episode. Yeah. yeah. So we sort yeah. of mentioned it in the last episode that it might have changed by the time that the podcast was. <laughs> and it might change aired, again. It yeah, it could change again. Uh, I mean, we don't know. Um, Hopefully, people have been sensible. Oh, you'd like to think so. I mean, we, we, were. we were, but there was no one else to <laughs> yeah. be in contact with. So. Exactly. I mean, I, I know a lot of clubs are doing two balls only because you can only meet up with one person outside of your household. So that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, two ball max makes sense. So, uh, in, in all fairness, having a two ball probably speeds up play quite a lot. You can get more more pairs out. Yeah, definitely. And we were, we were going around quite quickly. Um, speaking about the, the greens and the cups, I don't think we were really, on a lot of the holes, I don't think we putted properly because it didn't feel like... Yeah. Because it wasn't that same satisfaction. It was a bit like... Uh, yeah, just sort of... See what I can do. But yeah, just putting it close and then just sort of hitting not it. Even, yeah, not even that. It was just sort of hitting around once we got to the green. It seemed like that was the satisfying thing. Yeah. And because it wasn't actually getting the ball in... Into a yeah. cup, yeah. It's, it's sort of. I know, I know what you mean. The satisfaction wasn't quite there. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, hit some nice shots. Still enjoyable. Shots. Nice to be. Nice to be back. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this week, uh, as voted by you, the listeners, uh, we are speaking about our top ten courses around the world. So myself and Cal have compiled a list of ten golf courses around the world. Put them in an order of our top ten. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll just go through those and speak about them. So catch that after this short break. So yep, now time for our top ten uh, golf courses around the world, chosen by... Callum Stone Street and George Baker. <laughs> yeah. So at number 10, we've chosen uh, the Emirates Golf Club and we've chosen two of its three courses. Um, firstly, I've chosen the Faldo course, uh, which has a par of 72, um, which is standard. Um, the course record for the Faldo course is held by Michael Haradine, who shot a 66 during the Men's Club Championship Round 1 on the 20th of January 2012. <laughs> um 66 66 yeah so um, this is the Emirates Golf Club's second course um, mm-hmm. and uh, was redesigned by Nick Faldo in 2005 and lures players to the challenge of its 7,052 yards day or night thanks to its incorporated LED floodlights throughout the course and that's why I <coughs> chose that's, sort yeah. of that side of things or that, that course because it's a bit of a gimmick. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that's that's why. I mean, that's this is the only one where we've actually chosen two courses at one location. Mm. But it's it's more because a because of the Dubai. There's a classic at the at the second course, but also because of the night golf. It's it's something that we would hopefully one day like to try. And, yeah, uh, it's something that um, just you automatically think of. Dubai, Turkey, yeah. the sort of the Middle East sort of countries where it is hot enough in the evening to Imagine play. Imagine being able to play golf at any time. Yeah, yeah. That'd be just, great. Yeah. 
eight o'clock at night, it's going to get dark in an hour. Well, no, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, the, it must do, like, good for business. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Imagine that being able to offer it. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I've I've sort of taken a look at the uh, the Majlis course. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies if that's pronounced wrong. You don't speak Arabic. No, but it is Arabic for event. So the event course at the Emirates Golf Club. Uh, so the club was actually founded in 1988. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, getting on for 30 odd years or tw- just over 20. Sorry, just over 30 years old. 40 years old. 42. Oh, I'm terrible at maths. Yes, 42. Uh, 32. No, 32. Yeah. Sorry. You. <laughs> yeah, 32. Um, again, a par of 72. Um, I chose this one mainly because I really like the eighth tee box. It's, um, there's a great picture online. Um, I'll try and find it and tweet it out, actually, of the tee box... I think it was actually in 1988 when the course was first built to now. And the difference, is there's obviously no skyline in 1988. Right, yeah, yeah, course, and then yeah. the influx of cash into Dubai, it's just sky rises. And it's just, it's such a nice tee box. Like I say, I'll tweet out a picture of it on uh, on Twitter, obviously. Um, and But yeah, it's just... It's just a great one. That's, that's 7,348 yards. So I think most of these are around the same sort of ones. There's a couple that same are a sort of bit shorty. Sort of yeah, yeah they're, they're all similar. But so is that your sort of standout hole on that course? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. So what, what we try to do is, is pick one hole um, from each course that oh, stands out or is just our personal favourite or is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is just yeah. stands out for whatever. Iconic almost as well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, on the Faldo course, I've gone for... Uh, hold, uh, the sixth hole, which is uh, par four, uh, DubaiGolf.com had to say this about it. Uh, Though pleasing to the eye, pinpoint accuracy is required from start to finish. A tough tee shot, avoiding out-of-bounds bunkers and a lone tree in the fairway makes this an extremely challenging hole. Play the percentage shots and double-check yardages to walk away with a blemish-free scorecard. Nice. So, um, <coughs> So yeah, again, it was one of those ones when the lights are on and stuff. It, it was a lovely looking hole. Yeah, I think just a quick one on us wanting to play night golf. We're not going to be playing anytime soon. We're not good enough listening to that. <laughs> Do you know, like 100%. accuracy needed. Yeah, I think we need to work on our game a bit before we before we get out anywhere to play long some term, night golf. Long term goal. We're young enough yeah. that that's possible. Yeah, yeah. Spring chickens, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Um, on to the uh, ninth, nine of the ten, uh, we've chosen Scottsdale. TPC Scottsdale. That's the one. Uh, par of 71. Mm-hmm. Um, and the course record, I believe, is held by Phil Mickelson, unfortunately. Shooting 60 back in 2013. Um, and it's the home of the Phoenix Open, which nice brings management. in more than uh, uh, 700,000 fans. I think I think we're gonna choose the same hole. I have the sixteenth. I have the sixteenth. Yeah, yeah the, always gonna be. Wasn't the it? Grand Slam, Grand Slam was all the way around. It's uh, it's one. I think the Phoenix Open is one that I'd 
really like to go to and I think it's a more realistic target than saying oh I want to go to the Masters or, do you know what I mean and obviously like the Open slightly easier being in the UK but I think one that I'd really like to go to in the US would be the Waste Management Phoenix Open I think that'd be just being at that 16th hole I think I'd I think that'd just be great yeah. just brilliant so we talk about the 16th hole uh, par 3 on the stadium course um, which is the only fully enclosed hole on the PGA Tour Grandstands that surround this hole have a capacity of 20,000 people and are home to the most enthusiastic crowds. Yeah. Uh, a shot that lands on the green will result in cheers from the crowd with boos following any miss. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's intimidating, to say the least. Yeah, I wouldn't fancy it. It's bad enough when two people are stood behind you at the, <laughs> the, at the tee box, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. watching you take your t-shirts. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, I wouldn't fancy it. So this one was uh, so established in... 1986 this one so similar age to the Emirates um, fairly new course compared to some of the ones we've got on this list yes yeah so what what we got at number 8 Cal number 8 Port Rush Port Port Rush Royal Port Rush Northern Ireland another part of 71 Mm -hmm. Um, the old course record of 61 was set by Rory McIlroy in 2005 however new course record is the 63 shot by Shane Lowry in 2019 at the Open. Yes. So that's that's pretty special to shoot a course record at a major championship at, I know he's Irish and is obviously a Northern Irish golf course, but basically on home soil. Yeah. It's, that's got to be pretty special. Yeah, not far from home. Um, yeah. We've got the, the Dunluce Lynx, or championship course. Mm-hmm. It's considered to be one of the best courses in the world. Golf Digest ranked it as the fourth best course outside the United States in 2007. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it's mo- it moves... Too, too much, much is always yeah. going to be around the yeah. top, isn't it? Um, again, what what's uh, what holes you got for? Um, personally, just from watching the the Open last year, that eighteenth hole, I think I don't know if it was because it's the closest memory, like it's my like latest memory of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just so it's, it's a raised tee box with a dog leg right. And it's just it's just a brilliant hole, and I just remember Shane Lowry on the, on the Sunday walking up, walking up that hole, and it was just and obviously the atmosphere is electric, and it was just I just really liked that hole, and like I say, I don't know if it's just because it's most recent memory, but that's that's the one I went for. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I don't mean, know about you. As I said earlier, it's there's going to be a mixture of personal favourites, ones that stand out, ones that are just well well renowned, and, and yeah. that's what the the course is sort of known for, but yeah. uh, I've gone for um, 60 pole, so mm-hmm. for, uh, Calamity Corner, they've got okay. called Calamity. Uh, part three with terrifying sandy cliffs and descent into unknown depths to the right of the green. There are no bunkers, there are no need for them. Um, mm-hmm. Is the green short or right? You may well end up 50 feet below ground in a collection of chasms that don't leave you much hope of an up let alone a down. That's from nationalclubgolfer.com. Nice. Um, nice. But yeah, uh, a nice course. Another one that I mean, imagine, imagine playing it. Yeah. You're going to say it a lot. Uh, obviously. A- any of these courses I'd, I'd want to play. <laughs> a- any of them. And so this one established in uh, 1888, so it's yeah. 100 years older than the Emirates. Well, the UK ones are. are they yeah, yeah, they're going to be older. They're gonna be older. Um, Seven three three seven yards. Okay, slightly so, longer. Yeah, slightly longer. Ho- hosted the major, the major, the Open Championship, mm-hmm. only major that's going to be there um, twice. So it's nineteen fifty two, 
And 2019, obviously, last year. Yes, indeed. On to number seven. On to number seven. Pine Valley. Pine Valley. A power of 70. Mm-hmm. Um, Pine Valley has had two players score 64. Robert C. Lewis Jr. and Mike McCoy. In 1981 and 2012, respectively. Nice. Nice. Um, Yes. Uh, So, Pine Valley Golf Club in Camden County, New Jersey, was ranked the number one course in golf magazines, top 100 US courses three times last decade, 2012, 2015, 2019. So, that's interesting because it's never hosted a major. So, that's, I mean, that... Being being number one golf course in the USA and never hosting a major, that's pretty. That's pretty good. But only number seven in this list. It's got some. uh, It's got some famous members. Don't know if you've seen this. No. So members include uh, George W. Bush, Mm -hmm. Sean Connery, Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, just to name a few. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Established in 1913, so a bit older than. uh, in Scottsdale, so one of the older US courses, but a fan favourite being number one. Do you have a favourite hole or a standout hole on that one? Uh, I'm not sure. What did you go for? I had a couple. I've got the 10th hole, which I'm going to change the name off slightly. I'm going to go for a more English name. I'm going to call it uh, the Devil's Bum Hole. A <laughs> um, part three, the course's shortest hole calls for an unerring shot. Uh, iron shot to a raised green, girdled by a ragged side pit to the left, and a deep cone-shaped uh, pot bunker at the front right corner, where the only escape is backwards. The devil's bum hole. <laughs> um, this was uh, uh, this was from uh, the Lynx magazine's top ten scariest holes. Uh, the devil's okay. bum hole. I did. I had the number. T- I had number ten. So yeah. we'll go with that. Well, it's, uh, I mean that that bunker is, is yeah, well known. Yeah, yeah. I say not actually called the bum hole, but. Uh-huh. What are you going to call it? And then number six. Oh, we'll just do the length of that one. So that's oh, 7181. 7181. Shorter, but yeah. Uh, number six, Cypress Point. Cypress Point. Cypress Point. Um, power of 72. Yeah, Cypress Point's good. Um, the course record at Cypress Point, 63, has been achieved by a number of players, including a 19-year-old Adam Scott. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I thought that was a standout one. Yeah, that yeah, is a good one. one. Um, what was the score, sir? 63. 63. 63, oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. And uh, Cypress Point is one of uh, eight courses on the Monterey Peninsula, which will be mentioned again later on. Uh, the course is well known for a series of in golf. What hole did you go for? 16. 16? I went 15. 16. I've gone uh, 16 par 4. Uh, this hole stands out as when you stand on the 16th green, uh, apparently, I wouldn't know from uh, from being there, but it feels as though you may be at the furthest point west you'll ever set foot on. Oh. So it's quite a, you know, quite a thing yeah, being okay. there um, on the course. Obviously, again, uh, oh, we'd uh, like to experience that. Yeah, I went for the 15th. It's... Uh, some of the pictures of it are just it just looks treacherous it, it's miss and you your book golf ball is going to go down the cliff face so so you tee off one side there's a big sort of empty space in the middle cliff down it's a chasm and, and there's just a, a lone green there it's just it's, I wouldn't fancy hitting that no <laughs> not in like 20 shots yeah no but really really nice that one uh, 
1928 established. So. 1928, okay. So, yeah, so it's one of the older ones. Um, yeah, one of the older American ones. So, obviously, Pine Valley being a little older. but yeah. So, this one's actually, I think this is, this is the second shortest uh, course with 6,524 yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but 6,524 yards of difficulty. Yes. Still a still a hell of a walk on the west as well. coast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If yeah. you're walking, yeah. Um, right, that was our ten to six, George. If you could only play one of those courses, <sighs> what would you choose? Ten to six, one of those. Um, oh, honestly, oh, I'm not sure I can pin it on one. Uh, if I was going to pick one, I'm going for the Faldo course at the Emirates Golf okay. Club, purely because of the, the night golf option. I think that would be th- nice to experience at least once. I think I'll go Port Rush. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought you might. It's weird that, that I'd rather play that, I think, but it's not further down, sort of higher up the list. Well, well, it's, again, I've chosen the Faldo course. That's number 10 on yeah. that list, but out of those options, I'd rather choose that one because I think it'd feel a bit, little bit different, especially... Uh, I'm choosing that one playing night golf. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a little something different. No, again, but Port Rush is a good choice. It's Proper links golf course. Older, um, yeah. but, you know, being closer to home, maybe add a... Yeah, add something, yeah maybe, um, actually, yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. Pay, it, pay it a visit one day. Yeah. But that was our uh, 10 to 6. Uh, after a short break, we'll have our 5 to 1. Back in for our top five um, courses, uh, in a five, you've got Carnoustie. Yeah. <laughs> I think the top five sort of speak for themselves. They could be in any order, probably. Um, yeah. Again, we just, we compiled them and, and popped them in this order. It was, at, it was even at the time. To be honest, the I think the top three could be in any order. Yeah, 100%. I think they stuck out, didn't they? They were the yeah. first three that come to mind, and they were they yeah. were just our, our top three. But um, yeah, five Carnoustie, par of seventy two, but seventy one for the Open. Okay. Uh, when it has, I've got um, George. Do you know who holds the course record, shooting sixty three in two thousand seventeen? I don't. Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd be happy with that. Go on. Um, about Carnoustie, Padraig Harrington has uh, had said uh, there isn't a player who didn't find the championship course a test and enjoyed that test. Um, yeah. Credit to Carnoustie, it's one of the best in the world. That was said after his 2007 Open victory. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he's a very good player. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, you're gonna probably say that after a win. Anyway, that it was a yeah, test. Yeah, up a bit. But but uh, uh, yeah. You know, to, it's still a, a big uh, feat to be known as one of the best in the world. Um, yeah, definitely. And which is why, obviously, it's in our top five. Yeah, this one's uh, 1842. Again, with the British ones, they're going to be older. They're going to be older, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, this one's f- the shortest, actually. So, f- 5,921, which really? is quite, quite a lot shorter than some of, some of the longer ones, actually. And... Um, Interesting fact about this one, uh, Molinari's 2018 Open win at Carnoustie was the first, uh, sorry, let me rephrase it. So Molinari was the first Italian to win a major anywhere. Okay. Um, 
And it happened at Con East. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think, oh, that's pretty nice. cool. I like it's, Monday uh, night. Yeah, so do I. I think I it's like sort Italians. of surprising. It's surprising that that's the first Italian to win a major in golf as well. I'm not going to lie, I don't think, off the top of my head, I don't think I could name another. Well, his brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess you're right, actually. Like, off the top of my head, yeah. without thinking. Yeah, without, without looking up or thinking, or probably missing an obvious one, but... Yeah, I don't know. Let us know of any Italian <laughs> golfers you can think of that maybe should have won a major before a <coughs> before Molinari, Molinari in 2018. Um, George, how old have you got as one that stands out on that? Uh, uh, to be honest, I didn't because I just I couldn't pick. Yeah, I just uh, I've purely picked a favourite on the name. I've gone for Southwood Ho, <laughs> um, which I quite liked. Uh, the 12th hole, which is a par five, um, uh, played as a Par 5 from the back tees. This hole challenges the player with an intimidating drive and two massive bunkers on the right-hand side eat in... Uh, sorry. Two massive bunkers on the right-hand side eat into the heart of the fairway and will catch any shot that cuts to the right. That was uh, just on carnoustygolflinks.com. Uh, um, but yeah, it's, again, a lovely course that we'd love to play close to home. <laughs> yeah, I remember... Um... I remember something really vividly from this Open. Like I said in the last episode, 2018, I was really starting to get into watching golf on TV from the Ryder Cup. I knew that was coming that year. Yeah. And I just remember this golf tournament, the grass was so yellow because 2018 was such a hot summer. Yeah, I mean, we can re- it, remember... It, I mean, <clears throat> Do you remember watching the World Cup and just how hot it was for about exactly. six months? Exactly. So it was just such a hot summer. And I just remember watching this, the Open and being like, that grass just looks like it was just so dead. It was, it was almost impossible to keep any colour in it. It was just like, and that's for a championship, a major golf tournament. And it was just, that it just really puts into perspective how hot that summer was. If I remember right, yes, your favourite ever summer. Yeah, certainly out there. Yeah. I remember you sat on the floor crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. Uh, to be fair, we had just... England had just gone out of the World Cup semi-final. Yeah, and a good summer. Good and time. I was absolutely battered. <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of swings and roundabouts, really. Good times. And yeah, almost, good times were had by all. Almost two years on, we're locked down and having yeah. out for a drink in there. In mums. Yeah, it's sort of you sort of take it for granted. I think going 100%. out, going out for a beer, sitting in the beer garden. It seems so normal. It just and now it's like I cannot wait to be sat in a beer garden, just uh, with some football on. Uh, oh, I've missed it. Football during the day, going home, watching the golf in the oh, evening. Oh. it seems it. it Seems like a fantasy when you think. Yeah, about it. honestly, it does. That, that was that was just life. That was that yeah, was so that was, normal. That was months ago. Do you know what I mean? Just, and now, and now it's like oh, like you're just craving. Now look at us. Obviously, we've got the Bundesliga coming back. This yeah, weekend. so this weekend is slightly more normal. You got the Bundesliga. Yeah. You got the golf Sunday night. Yeah, so it's like but, it was so excited for both of them things. <laughs> crazy. Sidetracked a bit there. So yep. what, what have we got at number four, Cal? Four sawgrass. TPC Sawgrass. TPC Sawgrass, par 72. Course record 63, achieved by nine different players, but most recently Hideki Matsuyama. Nice. Um, we, um, Sawgrass hosts the Players' Championship, employs a distinctive stadium concept where fans sit in stands made of raised mounds of grass. Yeah. 
it's just uh, the Players' Championship. Obviously, that was the start of this pandemic. Mm. Uh, yeah. One round of the Players' Championship was played and then no golf since. Oh, so, I sort oh. of forgot about that, yeah. watching it. Yeah. And then just being like, well, no, but tomorrow, no fans or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then there, the next day, just... next morning, it was like, yeah, off. Oh, yeah. Great. You sort of forget that that was the start of all this for us yeah. and when we sort of realised, oh, no, this is serious. Yeah. Yeah, because I think before that, it was almost like what was happening in other places, Italy was locked down. It was almost like, well, nothing's really seriously going on here, so it doesn't seem like... Well, we're, we're, we're all right. We've done a good job sort of... Yeah, containing it at the minute. Yeah, since and then, it's just... Bang. Shambles. Well, don't, like, let's, not get, let's not get swamped down on the C word. Um, the Players' Championship... The Super Bowl of the PGA Tour, as it's known. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's the flagship tournament of the PGA Tour. It's the one you want to play. It's, it's the fifth major, in inverted commas. It's, it's the big one on the PGA Tour. Would you rather never watch the Super Bowl again or never watch the players again? Oh, I never watch the Super Bowl. I was only going to say, because you watch other golf, but you only watch the Super Bowl. But yeah, that yeah, can, yeah, oh, can yeah. I enjoy watching the Super Bowl. But, but the uh, players is <laughs> golf. Yeah, golf's yeah. gonna win. Nineteen eighty. This one was founded. Nineteen eighty. Oh, so, okay. uh, fairly recent actually. Yeah. Uh, a, a little bit older than Scottsdale, but uh, it seems yeah. that it should be older. Uh, yeah, because the name it's you know yeah. it's it's got um, sort of personality that a lot of newer courses don't sort of have. Yeah, yeah. Does that makes sense. I think we both know the hole we've chosen. 17, part oh. three, Island Green. Island is that the one you went for? Yes, <laughs> funnily enough. Yeah. Uh, one of the most uh, widely uh, recognised golf holes in the world, uh, requiring only a pitching wedge for most pros, but consists of nothing but a 78-foot-long green with a tiny bunker in front and completely surrounded by water. It's, it, it's iconic. Iconic, Island <laughs> Green. It's, it's the... I think, I think a lot of people might not know a lot about golf, <clears throat> but they'd maybe, maybe not know where if you don't know much about golf maybe you wouldn't know exactly where it is but I think you'd recognise it if you saw it mm-hmm. it's one of them it's one of them places that's just recognisable yeah there's not many holes that you know you could sort of place but I think that's yeah. certainly certainly up there with one of them yeah you got any any other facts about 7,189 yards yeah, I just go for the yardage. I, I've got that on all of them. Just because <laughs> I thought it, oh, it interests me the yardage actually, because <clears throat> I think uh, it, like you say, the Carnoustie, that the fact you had about um, Harrington saying that it was yeah. a difficult course, but it's the shortest one we've got by quite well, think, a long way. But I think that's probably part of the reason, especially now where a lot of players are big hitters. Yeah, that is the smaller. Courses are probably the the more tricky. Yeah, ones. especially being a links course as well. If the wind is blowing or anything, it's just it, it opens everything out, mm-hmm. and it's in, <clears throat> all about stingers and keeping the ball flight low and not actually sort of powering it. And now we're into the top three. Da, 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 da. As, <laughs> as we said, they they sort of stick out. Yeah, and I imagine anyone listening could probably guess the top three. Uh, what they're going to be? Maybe not in the order. Yeah, maybe not. I yeah, don't know. but at number three, Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. uh, par of seventy-two, mm-hmm. hosted the two thousand nineteen US Open, where Justin Rose tied the course record, shooting sixty-five. Didn't win it though. No, which is a shame because yeah, we like Rosie. Yeah. Um, 
Graham McDowell is the only non-American to win a US Open at Pebble Beach. It's held, it's held it quite a few times as well. <clears throat> it's crazy. 2010. Not only non-American. That's, that is... I, like, I like Graham McDowell. Yeah, so do I. But yeah. He doesn't stand out. If yeah. you were... Yeah. You know, only one non-American is going to win it. You yeah. wouldn't immediately go to Graham yeah. McDowell, I wouldn't think. Yeah. But obviously a good player. Um, in 2018, Victor Hovland... Mm-hmm. Uh, well-known pro, actually, mm-hmm. on tour now, uh, shot 280 of over four um, rounds in a amateur event. Uh, that was to beat Jack Nicholas's record of 282 from 1960 uh, in any amateur event in America, which is... is uh, that uh, That sort of course as well that's very unforgiving <clears throat> to beat a record that stood for almost um, 60 years yeah is is a uh, pretty special it, and I think I think uh, Hovland is one to watch actually yeah. I think he's, How many he's got, just do you think he'll go on to yeah it? I don't know I think numerous I, th- I think I think he will actually I think he, I, th- I really do think he will he's got all the potential got, uh, just before the just before the lockdown actually uh won his first event on the PJ Tour. Yeah. First Norwegian to win an event on the PJ Tour as well, so... Yeah, again, couldn't name a Norwegian <coughs> golfer. Yeah, no, that, I, I think that's... Uh... But again, if you know one, well, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, drop us a message. I think we'll get more Italian. Oh, I really like, I really like uh, Victor Hovland, actually. I'm not going to get stuck on him, <laughs> but I, I, I think he's, I think he's really good. Hovland or Fleetwood? Uh, Fleetwood. Yeah. But I think Hovland, like... For sort of younger players, the non-obvious ones, I think they're two of my real favourites. Honestly, I really like them both. Good stuff. <coughs> oh no, we haven't even said anything about it, really. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, I just sort of ran with it. I just um, widely regarded as one of the most beautiful courses in the world. Oh, it Similar is. to Cypress Point, it hugs the rugged coastline and has wide-open views of Car- uh, Carmel Bay. Uh, Open into the Pacific Ocean on the south side of the Monterey Peninsula. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty special. Another nice looking course. Um, Probably more well known for its nice looking than um, than being sort of particularly tricky. Based on the other ones, I think it's it's just more known. But I mean, uh, if the wind is blowing, it's it's really difficult. Well, I'll get onto it quickly now. Favorite hole, mine is the 18th. I think okay. that eighteenth. I mean, I could have picked the eighteenth, the seventh, but I went for the. Eight, I chose the eighteenth. I think that eighteenth is just beauty, uh, with it, the, the fairway. It's literally fairway, bit of rough, and you're on the and you're in the water. See, I've gone for tenth uh, hole, par four. Okay. Um, uh, pebblebeach.com says the widest fairway on the course slopes towards uh, <coughs> beach uh, setting up a side hill lie on this long par 4 to a green perched on the top of the cliff yeah uh, you know it's again what you said just um, just looking at it that's what makes it stand out yeah yeah no I, um, I agree but, but stands out from think, other courses you know I think just being on those cliffs and with with all of these courses but especially the, the sort of top 3 it's difficult to pin it to sort of a favourite hole. Yeah. It's it's just oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially not playing them. 
Yeah. They'd have a different favourite yeah, if we played yeah. them, I'm sure. None of them. <laughs> 1919. Yeah, 1919. Yeah. 1919. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, the 19th. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that's the best hole on any golf course. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, so 1919. So an, an older American one, actually. It's the oldest American one on the on the list, yeah. Um, and 7,075 yards. Okay, yeah, more uh, more standard. Yeah, yeah, around 7,000 seems to be, I mean, anywhere between sort of 7,000, 7,500. It's about average, I'd say. But yeah, yeah, no, really, really good course. What have we got number two, Cal? Well, we've pelted <coughs> out of the way, and it's probably pretty obvious what we've got as the top two. And I think... I know I've said it before about the top three, but these two could literally have been in any order. Any order. Yeah, either, like, either it, one. On any, so close. It could, you could have asked me another day and I'd say it the other way around. I think <coughs> it's because when we, without saying anything to each other, the number one but was just what is number one. Yeah, it just, it just um, stood out. It just, yeah, just so happened that that was the case mm-hmm. this time doing it. Might change your mind in, yeah, exactly. this time next week. But yeah. uh, number two, we've got the old course at St Andrews. Again, sort of obvious, isn't it? Uh, um, Par 72. Uh, do you know who holds the course record of uh, 61? Gone. Ross Fisher, 2017. <laughs> would, never, would never have guessed it. No. Never. No. Um, old course is believed to be the oldest golf course in the world... And dates back more than six hundred years. Fifteen fifty-two. That's uh, that's the oldest course on the in the world, and certainly on this list. Hence the name, the old course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's held the Open Championship um, twenty-nine times. Um, and since 1990, uh, it's hosted it every five years. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, yeah, like you said, like that, that'd be one. That'd be a dream to go out there. That'd be a good one to win as well, wouldn't it? If you're a, if you're oh, 100. Like obviously, any major is big, but winning a major at the old course would be pretty special. Yeah, for any sort, of, for any British player, that'd be yeah that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Um, I've got um, one of the unique features of the old course, the large double greens. Seven yeah. greens are shared by two holes each, yeah. with hole numbers adding up to 18, so the second's paired with six, uh, the 16th, the third with the 15th, all the way up to the 8th and the 10th. Uh-huh. But, um, but yeah, that'd be a different sort of... Yeah, it's a li- yeah. slightly different, isn't it? I remember... Um, actually, I think this one's at Carnoustie, I think in 2018, uh, open... I remember uh, Tiger <coughs> uh, on one of the double greens at Carnoustie chipping from the other green onto the green that he needed because it was still so far away. Yeah. Uh, that the sheer size of a green is obviously being a like, it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, well, what have you gone for for favourite hole? Gone for the tenth, the part. <coughs> the tenth. Bobby Jones. Yeah. Uh, open championship in nineteen twenty. Uh, open champion, sorry, in nineteen twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and an amateur champion in nineteen thirty. Mm-hmm. Bobby Jones had a relationship with St Andrews that has passed into folklore. A subtle hole. It requires a well-placed drive to the right of centre. That's on standrews.com. Yeah, so. I've um, I've chosen the eighteenth. Yeah, Swalcombe Bridge. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the, if not the most iconic. If you take it away from the, the hole itself, and it's just. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, just sort of a, a structure almost on a on a golf course. It's yeah. got to be the most, the it's most renowned sort of. Yeah, probably one of the oldest. Sort of, yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, so we've obviously said the year, um, seven thousand three hundred and five. So pretty standard, mm-hmm. but it's just. Yeah, there's only been one sort of standout. Uh, what is there? A big two under seven thousand. Yeah, two under seven thousand. Uh, can't lose the in Cypress Point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it just speaks for itself. The old course. We could have said nothing there, yeah, and just stayed silent for five minutes. Yeah, but uh, just moved on to <coughs> number one, which, which is, is Augusta. Yes, obviously. Is. I think. Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah, um, past seventy-two against standard. Uh-huh. George, um, another favourite of yours, I believe, Greg Norman. Holds yeah. course record of sixty three uh, back in and scored that back in nineteen ninety six along with Nick Price in nineteen eighty six. Yes. Um, Favorite sort of fact of mine about the course was uh, bird noises being played through speakers. Oh, I okay. like that. It's yeah, that is sort of slightly different. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, what did I see earlier? I saw one of the sports coming back and they would be playing fan noises. Um, I know the K League are doing that in Korea. Yeah, maybe it's that because that started last weekend. I wonder how that. Yeah, that, how sure. that would feel. I think, I think maybe even someone like Man City were doing it anyway, along with their fans. <laughs> I think I genuinely think they were playing. That sounds like, like it. It sounds like it should be a joke. Like Man City Stadium, so no, I genuinely think I've like, seen something where oh, that's they're playing something behind the fan. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't know that's if that's a true. Problem. So that, uh, that, um, back to sure Augusta, back that. to Augusta. Apologies. Who designed um, it? I don't know, it sounds like you will have that, uh, that fact. Uh, the 10th hole at St Andrews, Bobby Jones. Oh, Bobby yeah. Jones. Bobby Jones uh, designed Augusta back in uh, 1933. 1933. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's probably a lot of people know. not listen to this. Each hole was named after a tree or shrub as it used to be a plant nursery mm-hmm. um, the, the favourite or my sort of favourite hole stand up probably got to be similar to uh, I, I've so. got I've got three I couldn't oh, decide okay. uh, I've, I've gone for the whole thing I've gone for 12 hole par 3 golden bell mm-hmm. uh, one of the holes most uh, one of oh. the world's most famous golf holes this yeah. is Augusta National's shortest par 3 club selection is often difficult as varying winds can require anything from a 6 iron to a 9 iron for masters competitors the 12th hole has been a heartbreaker for, uh, from the start it's fickle uh, fickle wind narrow green and water have thwarted many runs for the masters it's, title uh, the, the green shape is it, it's sort of like a rectangle but Almost like like almost like a landscape piece of paper. So the landing area is so difficult. And he's again got the you've got to get it to stop so quickly because you haven't got a big green to sort of work it onto. It's got the classic um, Augusta sort of flowers. Uh, yeah, and it's, 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 it's a beautiful looking hole. I've I've gone for 11, 12, and thirteen, eight men corner. I yeah. I, I couldn't decide between. I couldn't choose one. They're all worth, just, yeah. worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of mentions, have you got any honourable mentions? Uh, just quickly, seven thousand seven hundred and sixty-eight. 
get them all in there. Mm-hmm. So yep. one of the longer ones, actually, I think it might be the longest. No, can't. Um, yeah, sorry, no, it's the longest. Yeah, the longest one on the on the list. Longest one at number one. At number one, yeah. So uh, honourable mentions. I've got the TBC John Deere. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's just uh, unlucky not to make it. And a local one to us actually, uh, Royal St George's in Kent. Oh, okay. Host of the Open Championship, well, what was meant to be this year, but looks like it's been moved back to next year because of uh, the C word, which we promised we wouldn't mention. So cabbage, terrible thing, terrible. <laughs> um, and how about you? You got any honourable mentions, or are you just you're just looking at the ten? Uh, I was that content with the number ten. Yeah, but yeah, didn't bother. Yeah. Didn't bother. I think a lot of them speak for themselves and their inclusion on our top ten list. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, George again, one to five. I'm gonna exclude. I'm gonna exclude Augusta. The old course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was yeah. gonna be pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I quite fancy Carnoustie. Yeah. 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 I. I... I just I think well, if, we'll I the, one trip, if I got we'll the if I got the opportunity it would have to be the old course if Augusta's at the at the equation. I, I was saying this earlier to Cal actually it's 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 sort of sad that I think in our lifetime we'll probably never play Augusta or the old course. I mean the old course is probably more feasible but still probably unlikely. Well, out of all the ten, <sighs> what have we got the best chance of playing? Maybe if you include like bearing in mind travel and everything. Maybe, maybe Port Rush, Carnoustie or Emirates. Yeah, I'd say Augusta would never going to get on unless we unless anyone out there is a member and wants us to come down and play around with them. Or you start rapidly improving. And <laughs> find yeah. Your to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just quickly, uh, 10 down to 1. So, we've got Emirates Golf Club in Dubai, TPC Scottsdale, Royal Port Rush, Pine Valley, Cypress Point, Carnoustie, TPC Sawgrass, and the top three we've gone in ascending order Pebble Beach, the old course at St Andrews, and Augusta. Uh, just, just a quick one before we uh, take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to have a little chat about the local courses around here yeah just... so obviously you've played them more than I have mm-hmm. so um, what do you think of the local course I mean again, I think we mentioned on our first episode we've got a few around us where you know we're not badly placed where if we want yeah. to get, get around in there's always going to be somewhere yeah there's plenty around I mean the best one around the best, the best around here is probably East Sussex National um, but we've got some very good courses you haven't played there? I haven't no I um, think we're both We'd both like to play there. Yeah, I think maybe, so, yeah, maybe we'll try and get down there. We'll get a video shot there. I think it'll yeah. make a good, good fun. Yeah, um, but we've got the Royal Eastbourne, the Downs Eastbourne, Willingdon Golf Club, Lewis Golf Club, Upfield. There's so many around here that are just are really nice courses. Mm-hmm. If you think we've missed anything or yeah. want to let us know your uh, top 10 courses, yeah. let us know. Um, we'll reel them off at the end, but we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and we have an email address, so just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so uh, we'll just take a quick break. Is it 
we are the last segment of this week's Plugged Golf podcast. I'm uh, going to start off just discussing uh, the discount codes. Just wanted to go over the last uh, the last three. Um, definitely, we're going to have one this week. So um, we've obviously got uh, from week one, episode one, which was five pounds off a Under Armour polo shirt. Um, episode Tiger, which was from week two, which was five pounds off a dozen uh, Callaway Truvis golf balls. Yep. And last week's we had the Ryder Cup code, which was £10 off of a handheld GPS uh, device. We've already sold out of the, uh, the Swami yeah. um, device. Yeah, so, get, on, so yeah. get online quick if you want to get one of them, especially with the courses now reopen in England. Any questions on those discount codes, just let us know. Yeah, um, yeah we can help you out. Yeah, help you out using them. Um, we've also um, had... Um, Jack, get in touch. Uh, he's a 14-year-old junior golfer and RAF air cadet. Um, and he's just uh, got in touch as he's raising money for a charity called the On Course Foundation, uh, which helps to rehabilitate injured and sick military personnel through golf. We've been able to offer a £50 voucher um, for to, golf to use a, a golf base. Yeah, and we've, we've sent that over to him. Um, as a raffle prize but if anyone else has anything to offer as a raffle prize or would like to donate uh, to the great cause please get in touch with him he can be found on Twitter um, at jpgolf6 yeah really really good cause yeah yeah definitely can't say anything um, sort of more than that really yeah I I think just check it out if you I know it's obviously difficult and a lot of people are asking at the moment for donations to different things but Mm. I think this is one that, <clears throat> as a golfer, it, it is something that's actually doing some really good work. I, I think it's, yeah, if, if anyone's got, can give anything, it'd be really great. If any, if anything's got anything to donate <clears throat> um, as a raffle prize or would like to donate um, just directly to the charity, then, like I say, you can let him know or if you want to let us know, we yeah. can, we can uh, pass you over to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, well done, Jack. Um, it's a good course. Yeah, and, uh, well done for yeah. such a young man as well. So definitely, it's just uh, yeah, brilliant. Definitely. Really, really good. Well done, mate. And <coughs> talking of Jack, we've had a question from Jackie Concarney, who <laughs> I believe to be our number one fan. <laughs> um, he's put, "Hi guys, love last week's pod as always. With the great news that golf courses are back open, many will be back and playing golf again." Luckily, I don't think keeping a two-metre distance will be much trouble for me, as I tend to spend most of my rounds in the rough anyway. (laughs) Sounds like us. Yeah, so if that was the case, we'd probably all be bunched together. (laughs) Um, He's asked, uh, as golf is one of the only... uh, is one of only a few sports people are able to play for now, do you think that it'll increase golf's popularity? Any advice for complete novices? Um, That's a good question. I think I think um, the the majors on TV certainly help every year with golf's popularity. So I think that's been a big setback. But I think you're probably right. Um, I think I think a lot of people will be more inclined to try and get out and have a round of golf. I know a lot of golf courses around here are public footpaths, so I know a lot of people have been taking their daily exercise to them sort of places, golf courses, because they're nice scenic places to get some fresh air when you only get one a day. So I think uh, <clears throat> I think a lot of people have sort of seen what golf courses look like more than they would normally, might have a little bit more interest. 
Me personally, I don't think that they're going to get okay. more. I don't think it's going to get more popular. I think um, the people that have been missing it most are the people that would have been playing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be the ones that get out there. I totally understand um, why you might think they'll get more popular, but if you're not already playing, you're unlikely to have clubs. Yeah, true. Uh, or, or anything. <coughs> and it's, 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 it's a fair investment to it's start with. It's not particularly with. cheap, yeah. No. Um, and you and can get budget sets. At, at this moment in time, there's a lot of people not working, yeah. not sure what's going to happen in the future with their job, yeah. so yeah. I'm not sure whether it will become more popular. After seeing it yesterday, obviously it was a difficult time to sort of judge it. It's first day back, six o'clock in the evening. Yeah, we were the last tee-off time. But it was... It was quiet out there. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it will become more popular than it already was. I think the last few years have built up its popularity with younger people. I would yeah, say. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's difficult to know because you know, ten years ago. Yeah, we don't know the figures. We don't know the yeah. figures. Yeah, but. Oh, that's a good I, question. I personally don't think it will. Um, as. Uh, advice goes. I'm in no place to offer anything. All I can say is do the complete opposite of me. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's all I can say. I'm also a novice, so there's yeah, yeah. Any, any pointers whatsoever? No, I'm rubbish. I think don't listen to. It. I I think a good pointer is if you're if you're looking to improve, maybe get some lessons. Don't look for help from other novices. Or uh, I mean, a lot of the Facebook groups that we're on, that you get a lot of people. Putting in there. Yeah, there's obviously opinions. better players. There's mixed, yeah, uh, mixed ability sort of groups in there. So there's going to be people that can put pointers across. It's a difficult one to implement if you're just on your own because you, mm -hmm. you're automatically going to go back to what you always do, I think, just yeah. from muscle memory. I think yeah. your swing will be the same unless you've got someone there sort of hounding you. Yeah, this definitely. is what you've got to do. Um, while you're speaking there, I actually got um, one sort of tip. I'd honestly say if you want to be a better player... Um, Obviously, use the best clubs that suit yourself, but you can't... If you want to be a better player, don't be using clubs from, like, 30 years ago, yeah. 10 years ago. The um, the technology changes for a reason mm -hmm. and is there to assist players. We, we spoke about it in the uh, Tiger episode. Yeah. When he sort of fell behind a little bit because he hadn't changed his equipment. And I know equipment's not the be-all and end-all of it. If you want to get out and play, you can with any set of clubs. If you want to be a better player. If you want to player. be a better player and improve, obviously the equipment is there to aid that. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Uh, we've had another question uh, from a Jordan Lee at Jordan Private E on Twitter. Um, he has said, Hello, lads. Been consistently listening to the podcast. All been really good listens. Questions for you both. If you could choose four different players to win the majors in the same year, who would you pick? Uh, what major would you attach them to and why? I'd have uh, the Masters as Roy McIlroy uh, to get the Grand Slam. US Open, Ricky Fowler, first major and also favourite player. PGA Championship, Tiger Woods. One major close to beating, uh, closer to beating um, Nicholas's record of majors one, and British Open Fleetwood to be the first major on home soil would be a big moment for him. Be interesting to hear your answers. Keep up the good work. See you on the course soon. Nice. Thanks for that question, Jordan. Yeah, good we'll question. Try and answer that as best we can, George. Um, what do you reckon? So I think I think that they're actually really good answers, but I think for me, Masters, I would also go. 
McElroy. Like you say, to finish off the Lifetime Grand Slam, it, it would be great. I really like McElroy. Um, US Open, I think I'd go Victor Hovland, yeah. uh, as I sort of spoke about earlier. It'd be nice to get his first major under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think any year I want Tiger to win a major. I agree with what John said, any year. Um, mm-hmm. So I think PGA, I'd go Tiger, just to get him to win a major. Like you say, get him one closer to... To the record, and then the the Open. <clears throat> as much as I do like Tommy Fleetwood, he's got a long career ahead of him. I think he will eventually win one, but I would go for Ian Poulter. I think I think th- he would absolutely love to win the Open over any other major. That so was honestly what what I had chosen. Um, however, I mean it seems unrealistic. Yeah, purely. Because I, I think he's enjoying his golf, but... But the strength of the field yeah. is... is 100%. I, I, I had that. Um, and then I just, again, sort of choosing uh, favourites. I'd like yeah. um, Sergio Garcia to win again. Yeah. Um, to win the Masters. Um, and then John Rahman and Justin Rose. Again, just like favourites. Yeah. I'd just In any order. Ex- exactly, any... Any sort of tournament, I'd just like to see them see them win a win a major. Yeah. So, um, I think they'd be my answers. But it's a great question. I I'll yeah. properly have to sit down and think about yeah, it. Yeah, I think with a bit but, more time. Yeah, just favourites of mine like Poulter, <clears throat> Rose, Ram, Garcia. Yeah, I'd be happy with, yeah, with those. Realistically, in any order. But yeah, um, yeah, no, so that's a great question. Um, if you have got any other questions, you know where to find us. Uh, again, we'll we'll recap. Oh, we'll say that again at the end of uh, this episode yeah. one thing I've just realised is how much I'm missing betting on golf yeah um, with, the, with that question sort of to win to win yeah I had a um, few bets uh, ready for this season's majors I avoided. only tend to I only tend yeah avoided yeah. I only tend to uh, to bet on the majors to be honest because I think it's just it just makes as much as they are so excited it just makes them that a little bit more when you've just got a little bit like I don't put a lot of money on <coughs> tenor here and there. Have you seen the odds for Sunday at all? I haven't actually. No. Well, we'll look at that. Uh, we'll look at that afterwards and and put a couple of bets on maybe. Yeah. And talk yeah. About maybe them, we will talk about them next week. How our bets fair. Yeah. See how they got on. Yeah, that would be good actually. If, if they're, t- I assume they're taking bets on it. I'd have thought so. Yeah. I mean, with not much live sport at all, they've got to be yeah. Sort of any any hope of it. So we'll have a look at that. Um, Anything else for this week's episode? Just uh, one last quick note uh, this week. Um, so, Cal and his girlfriend are currently expecting uh, any time now, really. Realistically, yeah, a couple of, couple of weeks till uh, due date. Due on the 2nd of second June, June. So, uh, could be any time from now, really. But just a quick note on what's going to happen to the podcast. We're not going to go anywhere full time. But Cal will be off for paternity leave for a couple of weeks, so we'll probably take a couple of week break from recording yeah, any podcast. Yeah, yeah, just literally just two weeks off. But we will be back uh, stronger if we're Peter Crouch. Yes, but, um, yeah, back stronger. Yeah. So, but we will be back. Um, it would like I say just two weeks off, but we'll try and get some other content out there. Uh, some 
try and get some YouTube videos or something made. Yeah, up. I think so. We'll see what we can <clears throat> we can get made uh, with the course being open. It should be a little bit easier for us. But yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't yeah. know when it's going to be. Yeah, yet, of so. course. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't know when the baby comes. But once we do, we'll let you know on social media. Uh, and where, where will we let them know? Uh, so on Instagram, it's plugged underscore golf. On Twitter, it's at plugged golf pod. On Facebook, you can find us at plugged golf and you can drop us an email. Uh, it's pluggedgolf at gmail.com. Where can they find you personally, Cal? Personally, if they want to contact me um, at all, uh, on Twitter at Cal Stone Street. Um, and that's it, George, yourself? Uh, I'm on Instagram at bakes98, B-A-K-E-S 98. And on Twitter uh, at georgebaker underscore. Yes, yes, indeed. So, yeah, so... Uh, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, that was our top 10 favourite golf courses around the world. Uh, see you next week, hopefully, unless the baby comes. Let's go home.